Welcome to The Living Room, a cozy place of candid conversation. We're a group of women in various ages and stages of life. Join us for thoughtful discussion with a side of humor. We chat about everything from parenting issues to life balance, what matters most, and how to make it happen in everyday life. Settle in just to listen or feel free to add your comments online at www.fromthelivingroom.com. And now, your hosts for today's show. Hello, and welcome to our living room. We're excited to have back one of our past friends in our little neighborhood segment. We've brought back the amazing hotness herself, Lita Green. Lita, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to be back. I'm so happy that you came because back. Because I love you. I know you, right? <laughs> I'm like, anytime to hang out with Michelle, I'm in. <laughs> See, and I'm just excited for people to get to know you because you are one of my favorite people that I keep in my like emergency contacts. You're my gal. Right. Yeah. But I want to dive into a subject today that I know that each of us think about every day. And it's interesting because we did a show a while back on body image. We've had more comments about that show than almost any other show that we've done, except maybe the intimacy show, which you did with us last time. Which love. Yeah. Yep, it was great. But I want to dive into this conversation a little bit because I know you have some interesting insights that I think will be helpful to our, our listeners. How, if somebody's listening to this show and they're thinking to themselves, that talk that is in their head all the time, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not cute enough, what kinds of things would you say to some of your best friends that said that to you? Well, first of all, when my friends say, oh, these kinds of things, like, oh, I'm fat or oh, this old thing, I'm like, hey, don't talk like that about my friend. Mm. And I've actually written a book on the subject, and as you know, I speak on it, but today, you know, we want to talk about some practical tips they can do in their own bathroom when they're doing their makeup themselves. Right. I love that. So I have been a makeup artist for um, since I was 19. And I was doing this lady's makeup, and she was a beauty queen. She's this the perfect ideal of womanhood. And I'm a trucker's daughter, not the perfect ideal of beauty. Woman. I mean, excuse me, I am, of course. Don't say that about my right? friend. Right, exactly. But if you put, you know, side by side, this woman is the perfection. And as I put the makeup in front of her, she's like, oh, look how ugly I am. And I kept thinking, because here I am as a makeup artist. I'm right in women's space. And I realized if I'm just doing makeup, I'm not really serving her. Because we have this talk that goes on in our head. And I think one of the things, there's a myriad of things, but we only have so much time, sadly. Oh, it kills me. It's one of my favorite subjects. (laughs) That one of the things that trips us up is we don't know how to do our makeup. True. We don't know what we're doing because we're doing it like they taught us in junior high. Yeah, it doesn't work. And then we go to YouTube and see some 20-year-old be like, yes, and I do this to have my lips pout. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, so we are covering a couple of different spaces here, which I really love. I love that beauty is the inside game and the things that we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. But I also love the ways that we can embrace our hotness by saying, what can I do? And that's one of the things that you have taught me. So share with our listeners a couple of simple tips about simple things they can do with their makeup that don't take a bajillion years to do, but can just make them feel better about what they do have. Right. So I am with Cynogens International. I'm actually the state leader for Cynogens. And you're amazing. Thank you very much. And it's makeup that's actually good for your skin. So one, every day you're not putting yourself in worse skin. Powder ages your skin, period. It's bad for you. Don't do it. It's crack for your skin. So using good products. And then I have a tip that I call the anti-aging line. 
And right next to our eyes, some people might get something called a wrinkle. I no, like to no. call them wisdom lines. Well, it's because I use eye cream that I'm actually looking works. at you right now thinking. Yeah. And you'll notice the little makeup trick that I have that kind of lifts the eyes. Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah. It's a little trick yep. that I teach women how to do. I love it. And so I would love any, because this is all like Utah ladies, right? Yeah. I can meet in person with Utah ladies and I meet with women on FaceTime all the time. No way. And walk them through how to do their makeup. I have clients. I have two out-of-state clients today and one in-person client today that we did FaceTime appointments. And I walk them through how to do their makeup for their eye shape, age appropriate for their purpose. To get rid of some of those pesky wisdom wrinkles. Well, you know, we don't want to lose all our wisdom. You know, we don't want to walk around airbrushed. Yeah. (laughs) But just just knowing simple makeup tricks, you're using good products, simple makeup tricks makes you feel a little bit empowered. And makeup does not have to be hard or complicated. And I love teaching women how to do that. And the other thing that I do is I teach you that when you're doing your makeup, I look in the mirror and I'm like, dang, I look good today. <laughs> Man, I am so smoking hot. I am patient and I am loving. And your guests are welcome to look me up on YouTube. There's a TEDx talk I did about this. But I love it. I was there live. You were. You were. In fact, is that where we met? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a beautiful thing, right? Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I travel all over doing this and helping women realize there is the outside beauty. But that's simple tools. I can teach you. I'm an expert. Right. But... You don't have to meet with me to change the game in your head. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, so somebody listening to this is thinking, I totally need to refresh my makeup. I've been using the exact same makeup since 1997. I'm actually talking to myself. <laughs> and I could use some help in this department. Lita is my gal for makeover, makeup help, everything. How can they contact you? So they can go, um, you can look me up on Facebook. Okay. Um, Lita Green or Hotness cosmetics yeah and my cell phone i'll just throw it out there oh wow here we go friends 455-7364 and you can look me up at yourglamourconnection.com but lita l-e-t-a green like the color with an e on the end i'm pretty easy to find i've got a weird name and a hot title (laughs) (laughs) lita thank you so much for coming into our living room and sharing a few tips with us i know there's so many other amazing things that you can share and i hope that those who are listening will reach out you have been one of my favorite people to reach out to i feel more comfortable asking you makeup questions than the girl at the clinique counter no offense to clinique because they have some fine products right but what i love about you is that i'm not just buying a lipstick i am buying some help and advice so i thank you so much for all that you've done for me even though i'm sitting here right now in no makeup (laughs) but you're lovely and wonderful and i love you no judgment from hotness i know that's why i call you and that's why you are my hotness 911 okay so for those of you who are needing help in that department or if you just want to have somebody to chat with about some new things and refresh with your face i hope that you'll reach out to lita at yourglamourconnection.com and thank you so much for being with us in our living room and now we're going to turn the time over to our hosts for today's show well hello everyone and we're so glad you've joined us in our living room welcome I'm your host, Jody Robinson, and Michelle and Heather are here with me today. So welcome, ladies. Welcome. Yay. Okay, so we have approached this uh, topic for today's show just a little bit hesitantly, if I can just be honest, because we're not any different from any of you or your girlfriends, because today we're talking about beauty, and the truth is, is that talking about beauty can sometimes make us feel vulnerable. There is that side of us that is a little scared because we underneath, I think all of us to some point, look at that common societal standard of beauty and we know it's unrealistic and unattainable and that little piece of us says, oh, I'm never gonna be beautiful enough. 
And the other side of this is when we do share with our girlfriends and we do have that heart to heart conversation about what we what we feel and what we think. Well, we find that beauty becomes a little more enjoyable because we're kind of all in the same boat and we kind of all have those feelings of inadequacy and we start to build on our strengths instead of looking at what we don't like. So today is kind of a dual approach to beauty and we're going to begin our discussion focusing on the outer beauty first, physical beauty. So Heather and Michelle, I'm going to just jump right in and I've got your promise, right? We're not going to shrink away from this. We're going to get (laughs) gut-wrenching honest. So we can help our our listeners through this, but I don't ever make promises. Promises. <laughs> she is declining to promise. I stopped doing that a long time. A long time ago. I don't make any promises. I love it. So uh, let's first chat about how modern women who profess principles and aspirations. Okay, we're women of principle. How can we stay true and authentic to our authentic self worth, while at the same time be our best physical selves? Oh, man. I know. Here's the deep one. Okay. (laughs) Well, we're having this conversation. We're in Michelle's home. And when you come to Michelle's home, if I talk about myself in third person, it makes it feel a little bit farther away. I like that. When you come to Michelle's home, um, Michelle will often be in a t-shirt. Right now, I'm even wearing pajama pants. Like, I, my hair is in a ponytail. Jody and Heather both look like they're ready for the prom. And <laughs> so I am like, coming together. But here's the thing that I will say. Because my business is very, the way that you are put together matters. And so I would never go on a stage in a, in a t-shirt and my hair pulled back wearing glasses and no makeup, though I would like to. Like, if I could build a brand I think around you could pull it off. Slot, I, think I you would could really, Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be awesome? Like, I really want to, like, hashtag the t-shirt presenter or something. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I love it. <laughs> but the truth is, is that um, I know that in some ways it's totally fine for me to it'd be perfectly comfortable that I have my favorite people over at my house mm-hmm. and I am wearing a t-shirt and my hair is in a ponytail. And yet at other times I definitely get and understand and want to be and am the kind of person that says, I care about my friends enough to look nicer. But you know what? Sometimes I'm like two different kinds of people. But you don't. You sometimes don't care I care more. and sometimes <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. Because you know we don't worry about that. Well, that's good because <laughs> this is what you get, right? We mean, I think that partly to answer your question, you have to be comfortable with who you are. I, absolutely. I know some people who will dress up every day because that's who they want to be. And I know some people who dress up to hide who there's they a are trying to I, be. Well, like and the that. third set that dresses up so that they appear a certain way to the people around them. Right. Right? Yeah. Which is very much... I mean, come on, most of the things we do when it comes to whether we get dressed or not or how we look or our insecurities are because we're comparing ourselves to the people around us. We're trying to appear a certain way. Right. Right? Like, I need to appear that I have it all together when really I don't. Right. <laughs> right? And, and I, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so we're really acknowledging that there is kind of a modern um call it that societal definition of what beauty should be. But then among our own circles of influence, we are influenced by what we think other people are thinking of us. And that does create um, an awareness that we need to be well, and expectations, right? Yeah. So we can expectations. Yeah. So we can look at this, this two faced beauty that we're 
all faced with, literally. So, Heather, what about you? What, how does the societal influence of what a woman should look like, how, how has that affected you? Well, to be honest, it used to affect me a lot more, especially, I think, as a new mom. I remember thinking mm-hmm. I have to look a certain way and fit a certain size and do those kind of things. And now, whether I've been seasoned a little bit or whether I finally got smart enough to realize where they can all go and how I can tell them to get there. <laughs> like, there comes a point where I'm living a It came to a point where I was living a lie. If I profess to be or to strive to be a good wife and mother, and my biggest concern is, you know, my husband and our relationship and our children, and then after that, you know, teaching students my job, and yet I'm wasting all this energy and effort about trying to please all these other people that aren't my husband, children, or these students, or married couples, and then, then I'm really, it gets, it's a facade it, it, and it gets old and it came to a point where it was like, you know what, these are my pajamas and I'm in them and I am dropping my kids off at school. And if you don't like it, that's your problem. That is seriously and a bummer for you. wearing because, the carpool dickie, <laughs> right? You know, right? That cute little YouTube video where the I woman just, wears the, the dickie to, mm-hmm. to, you know. But I think there has, there has to come a point, like Michelle said, none of this happens until you decide to be cool with who you are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Inside and out Inside to where, out. you know what, that means there are still things about me I don't like, physical and otherwise, right, that I wish I could change that with a lot of money and a great plastic surgeon, I in a heartbeat, I would, but that's not who I am right now. This is who I am. And so I have to own it or else I'm miserable all yes. day all long. Day long. Very, very true. Which means my kids are miserable, which means my husband's <laughs> We just, you have to own it. You have to decide this is okay. I'm amazing the way I am. If I want to improve, great, I'll work at that. But I also understand that's a process and that's okay too. So when we talk about outer beauty routines and those things that help us feel good about our outer self, what are some things that you do? And I'll call it a beauty routine just because I'm going to case it that way. But what is it? What's something that you do that you would want to share with your girlfriends and say, hey, this works for me? Well, I'll tell you my go-to beauty routine when I do care about <laughs> what I'm going That's to right, do. That's she admitted. Yes. When Anytime I do after care. after 2 p.m. Um, or right before my husband comes home. There you go. I, not, and not that I'm trying to put on airs for my husband because he has seen me at my worst. Absolutely. Let's be clear. But every now and again, I feel like the poor guy should come home <laughs> to somebody who's tried to put themselves together. Right? Um, and I remember reading in the book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff for Couples or Don't mm-hmm. Sweat the Small Stuff in Love. I love that series. Um, where the author talks about be your husband's second wife and about how they go after the cute, pretty, funny ones when the... But here's the other thing, okay? I'm I'm all over the place yeah, I'm, today. I'm, it's okay. I'm loving We're following okay? you. I'm excited to see where you're going. Um, the second so wife. So be thing, the though. second wife, okay? That you should put yourself together, that you can be fun, that you can... All these things, the things that you were in the beginning, instead of just being the slump that doesn't ever care. But here's the thing about motherhood that's really hard and true. And I will come back to my beauty routine. Just you wait. Okay. <laughs> Um, but the thing that is interesting is I realized once I had children that it wasn't that women wanted to lose themselves. It's what's the point in getting dressed when you're going to get puked on, pooped on. Your face is then going to become 
the makeup is poop and pee and spit up (laughs) and baby wipes. Like I have had everything on my face. I'm like, no wonder at some point you're like, why get dressed? Okay. Why, why even wear anything besides pajamas? Cause you're just going to have to change 25 times a day, but then you ebb and flow. And now I'm past that point, but I still dress like somebody's going to poop on me any second. (laughs) But the point is this, okay. At the end of the day, I realized that I needed to, to manage my roles and that at whatever worked was going to work for me. But then um, I now got to a place where I didn't want to do the 30-minute routine, that I didn't have time to do 30-minute makeup. And so I figured out what worked for me really quickly. I shifted from a foundation to a powder, which some people will tell you is a no-no, but it's a lot faster. Mm-hmm. And I got really great mascara. I'm going to invest in good mascara, okay? Um, because I, if nothing else, if I can put mascara on, I can feel like a little bit more like a human. And Lita, our good friend from LipSense, has tried to talk me into this lippy business. Mm. And so now I've actually been putting lipstick on when I leave the house. So those are kind of my two, my three things real fast. If I am in a hurry, I've got powder, moisturizer, powder, mascara, lips, and that's it. And then you're good to go. And then I'm good to go because I also, as I love my time, I also got to the point where I had to figure out what is it really worth to me and what is that? And not that I'm trying to cut corners, but honestly saying it doesn't work for me to spend hours in front of the mirror, but I can do a few things to make me look a little bit more presentable and to make me feel better about going outside the house. I love it. I'm sorry that was a really long story. Hey, I loved every aspect. I'm sitting here with bated breath. Let me tell you. Okay, Heather, what about you? What what is a what are beauty routines? So I don't even know if this counts as beauty, but you guys never see this because luckily I remember to take it off before I walk in the door. But I live every single day in an apron, every single day. Oh my gosh! And I'll tell you why because I have to put on real clothes every day. I don't have a choice. So. Sometimes I get a Friday off, but I either have students to work with every morning or I have married couples and me showing up in my workout gear from the gym or in my pajamas. Although that's how I want to show up. I don't have that choice. I can't do that. Mm. But here's the thing. I used to get dressed and I come home and just like Michelle saying, I've got little kids and they have dirty hands and there's peanut butter and jelly and there's diapers and there's everything else. And it was like, I can't change eight times a day when I have to go back to school or back to coaching or back... So I have my very favorite collection of about five or six aprons and I wake up, I go to the gym when I come home and put real clothes on. The next thing that goes on is an apron. I wear it all day long. So I don't have to change my clothes eight times. I have real clothes on for me and the kids can do whatever they want to me. In fact, most of mine actually wrap around so they can touch the side of me. They can come up behind me and say, hi mom, and put a peanut butter handprint on my rear end and my clothes all good. I don't have to dry clean them every day. <laughs> I don't have to. And they keep some clean. And so as silly it. as that might sound. No. And the funny part is oftentimes I we'll get in the car so to go much. somewhere. And one of our kids is like, mom, your apron's still on. Ah. Or my husband will be like, Heather, your apron. And I'm like, my and apron I remember off. both of my grandmas had aprons. I wear them I every day. I wanted one of their aprons um, years yeah. ago. And I need to ask, where are those aprons? I my answer the door in them. I get the mail. I do. Great if idea. You, if you ever see me at home. It is very rare you find yeah. me without an apron on. Great idea. And then I can wear my, and then I don't have to have a set of, I can wear my clothes all day. My yeah. regular clothes. And hey, if they're <laughs> cute and flirty, why not? So uh, <laughs> let me, there is a, there is a company that's, that is like flirt, flirty aprons or something and they're darling. So, so, so let me tell you what I did several years ago. Yeah. You know, straightening your hair is a big, big thing, right? Kind of was the trendy thing. Well, I've naturally curly hair. And the big thing I did was just finally embrace the fact that, um, I wore curly hair my whole life until probably college, 
And because I did some work in television, they put me in the bob. And that was, I didn't know my hair could do a straight bob. My hair never would go straight because we didn't have straighteners when I was in high school. I was Donna Summer. And then I'd get the perm and I was... All the, all the, who are the sisters that sing We Are Family? The Pointer Sisters. I was all of them put together. But anyhow, I decided, um, it's been four years now, just, I'm going to wear my hair curly. So I literally, my hair is out of the, out of the shower, little mousse and a little thing called noodle hair or whatever. And I do have to straighten my bangs because they're a little curly, but that's just one little, and I'm gone. In the days I had to straighten and do all of that, it took a lot more time. Sometimes I'd wear it curly. So I, mm-hmm. my point is I'm embracing what God gave me and being okay with it. Somebody else may really, really not like their curly hair. And I'm not saying you're a bad person for, for straightening your hair. But that helped me, Michelle, with that five-minute routine. I can put my makeup on and do my hair. And it's a 10-minute out the door. And I, you can time me. And I'm very proud of that because the fact is, is that I'd rather be doing other things. But whatever you've been given, and you know, work with it instead of work against it. And maybe that sure. would help. Well, and take your choice and own it, right? Yeah. So whatever that is, if I'm just going to wear um, T-shirts everywhere I go and Jody's going to have curly hair and Heather's going to wear an apron, we figured out the things that work for us. And we made the choice and we owned that choice to say, hey, this is how I'm going to do it. And it could evolve and change over time. Mm-hmm. It might be different later. And that's OK, too. Well, right. and I think and your comment, Michelle, about your mascara made me think of this. But I think things change I mean, our lives are always changing. Something's always changing. That's really the only thing that's consistent is it's going to change. And sometimes we don't have control. Like when when you brought that up a couple years ago, I got terribly sick and they eventually found out that I had celiac. Well, part of being really sick and my liver quitting and all that was I lost most of my hair and all my eyelashes. Mm-hmm. And I remember being so self-conscious. Well, up to that point, the thought of getting fake eyelashes was like, taboo like I I wouldn't have ever entertained it because they weren't mine I didn't used to wear mascara but it was like I I was naked I I was so uncomfortable with myself and so finally one day I told my husband I'm like you know what I don't have any eyelashes left the ones that do grow are like non-existent I'm going to get fake eyelashes and he supported me but it it was like it was what we're talking about it was that two-faced part of me had this internal struggle of what will people think? I know it's cool, but is that okay? But I wouldn't have done that. But it, and then it was like, but you know what? This is me. Something yeah. changed, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm different now. Right. I got sick. This is just how it's going to be. So I can do something to make me feel better about it and tell everyone else I don't care what you think or I can stress about it more. So yeah. I went out and got and, some and, and I, I love them. And, and now I'm, I feel normal. Like, <laughs> and, and but, I, but you fight it. You know what I mean? You and I like that we're being honest about that. that there is fight. a struggle partly that is a struggle to say, is this okay? And and we'll, we won't get into, you know, all the things that we could really get into. But the reality is, is that if we're saying, hey, we all struggle, we right. need to have that conversation. It's okay to have that conversation and ask the questions so that you ask them of yourself. And then with your loved one, um, come up with the, the solution. And if it is, hey, whatever God gave it me is. eyelashes, yeah. but guess what? Now I got sick. I mean, well, I, and it's I'm funny okay how with that. I, I st- we still then get faced with different things when we have to own it again, right? right? It's like true. someone will say to me, you know, are your eyelashes real? And they're not crazy. Like some women get them, bit, mine aren't like that, but they say it. And I want to say yes, just because I Right. Don't want to have something fake. Right. Is, does that even oh, make makes, sense? It makes sense. And, but then I can't because that's a right. lie. So I have to say no. Yeah. And then I have to deal with whatever. You know, I've had women say, well, that's ridiculous. Why would you do that to my face? And then oh, I'd yeah. have some women say, that's awesome. They look great. Or 
cool. Why'd you do it? You know what I mean? But, but it's funny how every time when we, even when we come to a point where we own it, mm-hmm. that's still challenged regularly. Right. We have to keep owning it, keep owning it, whether it's ourselves or our personalities or our looks or how we dress. We have to be willing and strong enough to continually own it. It's not just a one-time thing. Right. Mm. And I've gone through that same thing where I lost all my eyelashes through a poor immune system. And it really is. It's something like looking at my eyes was so different. And, yeah, it's weird. And that just helped me go, oh, I think for me, if I were to define my best feature, it's my eyes. And so I'm okay with that for me and recognize that there's a lot of things that I'm not okay with for various reasons. But when it comes to modern beauty and so forth, it is a discussion that I think girls friends can have and we can help each other we can be compassionate to each other but we can also make sure that we don't fall off um, fall off the edge and become so obsessed about beauty that that's all we spend our time doing so we're going to transition just in these last few minutes of our show because the biggest component of feeling beautiful does come from within and we could talk several shows on this but when when we think of what our personal inner beauty philosophy is i'll share mine with you i I believe that true beauty is felt with the heart and not always seen with the eyes. I love to think of women being beautiful when they make others feel beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I think that has been the case with women that I have been in contact with, that when I'm in their presence and all of a sudden I feel my shoulders go back a little straighter and I and I feel a sense of confidence I feel a sense of acceptance and all of a sudden it's like they are more beautiful to me it's because they are helping me feel beautiful so my my beauty philosophy for inner beauty is two-pronged it's it's that it's felt with the heart not seen with the eyes and when we're making others feel beautiful we then in turn feel beautiful so I think let's close up our show with what is your inner beauty philosophy and what can you share with our listeners? What has created that sense of, <laughs> of philosophy for you? And they're both, we don't have one. We just, uh, we're all about outer beauty. Come on. Come no, on. I'll share with you. Um, so I go through phases in my life. Oh, I don't know if I want to go there or not. I know. I, my eyelash thing was like way out there. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be like, can we edit? So I did it. Show out. Now it's your turn. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you two things. Um, I go through phases in my life of different weights. And what I struggle with more has nothing to do with my face and everything to do with my weight. And though we could do an entirely separate show on that, I told myself for many years that I could be fat and happy. And that happy, you know, like lots of like, like all the favorite people that you see on TV, oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh-huh. you want to be friends with the happy, funny, fat person. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I told myself it was okay to be the weight that I was as long as I was happy. Now, I think that your numbers don't matter. Right. And I have had to do all kinds of help and therapy or whatever you want to call it on the the way that I find worth in myself, regardless of my number, I have health challenges that make it really hard for me to lose weight. I can go to the gym five days a week. I'm drinking a green shake. You should know that right this minute. And it doesn't matter. And the scale never changes. And so I have to come to terms with that. But one of the things that I learned in that process is I don't have to accept the first part to accept the second. And so one of the things that I did is I sat down and I wrote down three feelings that I wanted to feel in my life and that I wanted other people to feel around me. And one of them is happy. 
And one of them is peaceful, which is something I really have to work on because I run around like a busy mess all the time. Um, But I created three feelings that for me were living a beautiful life, that the way that I wanted to interact with people mattered, aside from how I felt externally, that the feelings were important. And sometimes I said, you know, maybe those those feelings will change, but really my core feelings and the way that I want to show up and be in my relationships is the most beautiful part about my relationships. And while there are plenty of things that any given one of us could go through and say, this is what I would change about myself any day of the week. I have control over some of those. I don't have control over others, but I can always choose how I'm going to act and how I'm going to feel. And at the end of the day, if I'm not wearing mascara or my hair is in a ponytail, I still show up with those feelings because that helps me feel better on the inside. And I hope that's what other people remember more than whether or not I'm wearing mascara or if there's a stain on my t-shirt. Oh, I love that. I I think that sets... Amen. Yeah. Amen. And I think that sets us up for that, that self-discovery. We need to ask ourselves, what feelings do we want to feel about our physical beauty and our spiritual or our intangible beauty, however you want to define it. But in closing, let me just share a thought with you that I had recently because I had surgery this last summer for um, half my lung was needed to come out because of thinking that it was cancer. And I now have in my front below my right breast, a very large scar. I have one under my right arm. uh, That's about four inches. It's a, the doctor says, Oh, that's not a very big scar. It's a big scar to me. It wasn't there before. Uh, One a little bit further down on my right lung uh, or where my ribs are. And then one through my back. Um, And then my gallbladder over here has another one. But when I look at myself, naked in the mirror, those scars were not there before. But let me tell you how I think about those scars today. Um, I didn't run around in a bikini or naked or, you know, gooing and gooing over my body before, but it, it didn't have those imperfections. And I very, very clearly, a week after surgery, was able to take a shower. And the bandages came off. And the scars look better now. But at that time, it was kind of a Uh, an awareness that my body had been through something amazing and I was alive I was breathing and those scars meant everything to me I think it's like having children and you get those stretch marks and then you see your children and you you say you're so worth it Um, we're all going to have beauty scars you know we're going to have beauty marks but if we look at them differently and truly truly know what it took to become more beautiful will appreciate I believe the inner beauty more Um, beauty is not perfection in my book at all and I think uh, my body now I'm more accepting of it for the fact that I look at it like those feelings it's strong Um, I could count on it it recovered and I'm grateful that those scars are going to remind me for the rest of my um, mortal life, my, the rest of my physical life here on this planet. They'll remind me what my body was capable of doing and how I was blessed. So if you have scars, whether they are physical or mental, give yourself some living room and 
put to paper, like Michelle said, some feelings that you want to feel about beauty and develop character traits and develop beauty routines that match those feelings that will help you achieve happiness. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Heather. I hope we had a good discussion. I feel like we sure did. And thank you for joining us. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on iTunes, www.fromthelivingroom.com. And thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on The Living Room. Thanks for coming to The Living Room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing, and learning something new. Join us for our next show. And in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room.